Hey guys, this is Sean here. We're about ready to start the episode, but before which, we want to discuss something uh, coming up. Greetings from the newsroom. It's Helena. Like you said, we are going to get to your episode here really fast, but we wanted to take a moment to let you know that we are going to be at VisionCon 2019 doing a special live episode of The Earworm. So if you've ever wanted to see a podcast live or participate in one yourself, come on out to VisionCon in Springfield, Missouri. And we're going to be there on opening night, Friday, May 10th at 8 p.m. What time was that again? That's going to be Friday, May 10th at 8 p.m. We're going to be there, and you should too. All right, guys. I think we should probably uh, get to the episode. What do you say? Oh, I'm absolutely giddy with anticipation. All right, guys. We're going to get to the episode. Thanks for listening. This is Necrologist News Network. When you have an insatiable love for the latest news and despair, dread, and demise, we are your pernicious purveyors. Now, coming to you again from our office studios, from the void beyond the mortal coil, here's Mortimer Morbun and Morticia Morrigan! Good evening, you morbid monstrosities. Our first story for the night, Hobart and Caden Sanitarium has issued an apology today in regards to last week's failed meet-and-greet of patient day, when several patients escaped their bondage, resulting in the mutilation of several of the attendees. Wow, is nothing sacred, Mortimer? How could something as pure as posing in selfies with the mentally ill have ended so poorly? It's a damned tragedy, Morticia. Among the escapees was Hyde and Jean, the faux dentist with a penchant for oral mutilation, his demented assistant Amy Gam, and Eric Rabog, the former star of the hit superhero parody show The Magnificent Marmoset and Friends. Oh, oh, is that the guy that freaked out when his show was canceled and smeared feces all over his face in the shape of a marmoset mask and started killing random civilians for jaywalking and littering? The very same. He had the catchphrase, Yeah, I'm nuts. Nuts for justice. Oh, remember when he defeated Mr. Freezy Pop with his marmoset chop? It was episode 14, A Brain Freeze of Evil. Oh, oh, hey, remember the episode, The Pumpkin Pioneer, when the set fell apart and one of the actors was killed by a falling stage light? It was like watching a glorious train wreck that you couldn't stop watching, Mortimer. I was curious how they got the special effect with the brains splattering out across the audience. When I found out it was real, I changed my three-star review to a five-star review. Ah, the magic of live theater. They're show so bad that they're good, Morticia. And so bad that they require years of counseling afterwards. Anyway, the inmates were once more contained after a lengthy five-hour standoff, resulting in eight dead and 20 more severely mutilated. When asked about the tragedy and the illogical nature of having interactive activities involving power tools and the mentally disturbed, the owner of Hobart and Cadence, Jacob Hobart, had this to say. In retrospect, it was a really bad idea. And this is why the loonies can't have nice things. For those of you disappointed in not being a part of the meet and greet of Dottie Day, there are some other fun things to do in Osadendum. For today, the Oceans of Awe Aquarium is hosting its first ever swim with a dangerous marine animal day. Great news! Indubitably. Several tanks are open, allowing aquarium goers to dance with the majestic tiger shark, rub elbows in the Amazon with piranha, get tickled by the blue ringed octopus, and my personal favorite attraction, the one bite you die viper murder killfish. That's the scientific name for it, though the common name is Mr. Kissyfish. Sounds like a recipe. For fun. The event will be going all throughout the week with goers encouraged to bring their own raw chicken and beef so they can hand feed these majestic creatures. The staff have even been purposely starving the animals to ensure they are eager to consume just about anything that is offered to them. 
Wait. Something sounds fishy. What's that, Mortimer? Well, it sounds like it's going to be expensive to bring the family to. Fear not, for this weekend they are running a special event where the children and the elderly can get half off! Good times, good times. Now for our top story, the multi-million dollar fabric tycoon Academy of Frankham is entering the twilight of his years and is eagerly seeking out a worthy benefactor to take over his fortune and his company. You see, the process of choosing an inheritor all started one windy night while Academy of Frankham was sitting in his large, lonely office when suddenly he heard an knocking at his Yeah, enter. Mr. Frankham? Well met, Katamir. John, Alex, thank you for coming out at this late hour. Please, have a seat. How are you holding up, sir? This body is failing me. The procedures, they aren't working? Not at all. Despite all the treatments, the cancer cannot be stopped. How ironic. I can have all the money in the world, but I choose the wrong body to wield it. No one ever gets to choose their body, sir. It's always a genetic gamble. Yes. Yes, I suppose that is the case. However, both of you seem to have won your genetic lottery. Well, most of it comes from healthy eating and exercise. I'm not gonna lie. Everyone in my family is very fit, and even my sister could be a linebacker if she wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) Well... That is one of the reasons I chose both of you for this night. Sir? Chose us? Yes. Both of you are physical specimens in your prime. Either of you would be the perfect candidate for the inheritance. Inheritance? What? Well, to inherit the company and my fortune, among other things. Are you serious? This is... this is unreal! What about your children? My wife and children died in a house fire several years back. Every time I close my eyes, I can hear their desperate screams as the fires consumed them. Dear Lord. I had no idea, Mr. Frankham. Well, that was long ago, my boy. But with my children dead, I knew I would eventually need someone to inherit Frankham fabrics and my entire estate. And so you want us to be the benefactors? No. But I thought... Only one of you can inherit everything I built. The other gets nothing. That... that's crazy, sir. Why just one person? Couldn't you give your money and estate to charity? Shut up, Alex. No, it's a legitimate question. There are so many people in the country that could use the money to better their lives. I said shut the hell up, Alex! Even if John and I co-ran the company, we would earn more money than we could ever spend in one lifetime- Listen, you bleeding heart son of a bitch! Enough! Sorry, sir. Sorry. You really think I want to give those... those parasites everything I worked for? No. What I earned is mine, and being mine, I choose the next in line to get it. Me. Absolutely. Understood. Good. So now that we have that clarified, I need to determine which of you will inherit me, inherit all of my accomplishments. Well, I've been with Frankham Fabrics for eight years now, sir. I've busted my ass on the sales floor and all the way up to senior management. You have. 
I've made a lot of deals and turned a lot of profit for you over the years. The Northington Parachute Company? That fat contract was my doing. Indeed. We are still making bank on that one, John. You have a strong mind, as well as a deliciously strong body to go along with it. Uh, right. But what is your point? Uh, my point is, this seems absurd. It's even up for debate. I've put my time in, I've earned my position. What has Alex done? He's still in sales and hasn't even been with the company for, what, a year? What the hell even makes this a question? I understand where he's coming from, sir. Good. Then you should just get your happy ass up and leave. You shouldn't even be here to begin with. He's right, sir. I'll just show myself out. Sit down. But, sir... I said sit down. He's not the one to make that... <coughs> Mr. Frankum, are, are you okay? Katamir, do you need some water? <coughs> this <coughs> pathetic body is failing me. I don't have much time. Then if that's the case, you need to sign the will and ensure the proper person inherits your estate. And we both know who that is. I have yet to determine which of you is the superior specimen. I just don't understand. Superior specimen? Are you talking about physically? That's exactly what I'm trying to extrapolate. <laughs> then again, this isn't even a question. Have you seen me compared to this shrimp? <laughs> oh, John, what a superficial view. There is more to the beauty of the human body than simple strength metrics. Strength is everything. I was All-State College football, I would know. <laughs> I used to think like you do, but I've learned in my years to be more selective about what makes a body valuable. Then how do we go about determining that? Well, that's the conundrum I have. You both performed in the top tiers of the company fitness exams last month. I thought it was a way of promoting health and well-being throughout the company. Yeah, I remember. I stomped your flabby-armed ass in the push-up competition, as I recall, Alex. Yeah, but you tanked out in the treadmill competition, as I recall. Whatever. But what does that have to do with the issue of inheritance? Oh, John, sometimes your perspicacity leaves much to be desired. You don't ever really see the hidden things just under the skin. You're saying the fitness competition was a test to see who would inherit the company? Precisely. What does one's ability to perform physical feats have to do with running this place? Everything. At least to me. Yeah? And I smoked Alex on all of the tests of strength. True. Though he had significantly greater metrics in stamina and agility than you. Okay. Physical strength alone is not the best demarcation for choosing an inheritor. Okay. So then... What do we need to do to help you determine, sir? Well, when it comes down to it, evolution is all about choosing the fittest for survival. The strong thrive, the weak become meat. If you can read between the lines... <laughs> I'm afraid I don't understand. Me either. Well, it seems that both of you are peak specimens in your own right. Both of you were in the top tier in your respective physical feats. There must be, well, a tiebreaker. Wait, you mean you want us to, uh, actually fight to determine who gets the company? Indeed. This is crazy. I'll have no part in it. <laughs> 
Because you know what'll happen if it came down to blows, Flabby Arms. Sit down. No! This doesn't even make sense. What does us being able to do push-ups, or run for extended periods of time, or beating each other senseless have to do with inheriting your company? Sit down, Alex. I'm not going to, to indulge in blood sport for your sick amusement. He can have the company. I'm out. Perhaps my revolver will encourage you to stay. Holy shit, what? Dude, what the fuck? Sit down now, Alex, or I put one through your head and make John the default benefactor. Okay, sir. Okay, just... just be cool. Is this really happening right now? I don't think you boys have really been taking me seriously. All you see is an old, feeble body that is no longer a viable transport. However... I assure you my mind is as sharp as ever. Now, like I was saying at this point, the only way to determine who is going to inherit everything I have worked for these last 30 years is for the two of you to battle. Okay. Okay, cool. We, we fight, and the winner gets the company. Oh, John, it is a little more visceral than simply fighting. What I want is more final than that. Meaning... Whoever kills the other one gets to inherit my company. A primal but brutally effective tiebreaker, I'd say. Dude, are you kidding me right now? No way, man. Look, I may not like Alex, but I'm not gonna murder the guy. You will do as you are told. Or what? You gonna kill me? And Alex? Then what? You go to jail, that's what fucking happens. You think it matters if I go to jail? This body is almost used up. That's all and good for you, but I'm not killing somebody and having that over my head. I don't care how much money I would be. Christ! Shit, man! Enough of your insolence. You will fight. And one of you will die. Or I have to make a decision on the fly, which at this point means killing you and giving Alex the inheritance. I simply do not have time to dither. Why would you default to me? Because, like I said... Increased strength metrics do not always make for the best inheritor. I don't understand. I don't fucking understand any of this. You can't see what lies just beneath the skin. I obviously know something that you do not. It's time to do this. Sir, come on. I mean, is this really necessary? I won't ask you again. Okay, sir. You are in control of the situation. You are blasted right I'm in control. I'm always... In control. Ah, oh, man. Shit. This is messed up. Okay, so what? We just punched each other until one of us dies? In nature, the superior predator, the alpha male, will use whatever they can to achieve dominance. Look, Alex, let's just rush him. If we catch him off guard, we can- My hearing is as sharp as ever despite this failing body, so try it and see what happens. Oh, Jesus, we really have to do this. I guess so. <laughs> Good. Let the contest begin. To the Alpha go the spoils. God, I don't want to do this. I know, man. Me neither. Boys, I don't have much time. So if you don't get started, I'll go into sudden death, if you know what I mean. If you think I'm joking, you just keep standing there doing nothing just a little longer. I'm sorry, John. I am as well. One of us has to die. Yeah. And it isn't going to be me. Ah! Uh! <laughs>
little bitch. Yes. Yes. Delicious left hook, Alex. Great eye, John. John strangled the life out of him. Surprising turn around using my paperweight, Alex. Now, kill him. Be the alpha. Be the superior host. I... I can't! Finish him, or I finish you. Oh, God. Alex. I'm sorry! <laughs> Good. Good. You have proven to be the Alpha Predator. Oh, God. I'm a murderer. I'm a murderer. You are more than that. You are the Alpha, a worthy inheritor. What have you made me do? I made you reveal your primal strength. You made me act like a savage. Oh, you... Poor creature, so bound by your weak emotions, so typical of a human. What the hell are you rambling? Have you lost your mind? No, I still retain a powerful mind. It is this feeble old body that is failing me. No, you are a madman. You are some sort of insane. You humans are always so blind. So assured of your dominance in the food chain that you never comprehend that other, more ancient creatures may have a position above you. You are sick. The, the cancer must have got to your brain. And still your simian brain does not understand. It appears that I'll have to show you what lies just beneath the skin. <laughs> What's that coming out of your mouth? What the shit? What the shit? What are you doing? My kind have existed since before your simian ancestors crawled down from the trees. We are the Zakrol, and we thrive, for we can always adapt with the changing of times. This is a nightmare! This isn't real! existed inside the great titans of old, and when they could no longer survive the changing world, we adapted to take on new hosts. On and on it has gone. From host to host we have jumped, and as the Zakral have evolved, so too have our powerful minds. You... you have some sort of hideous parasite in you? You fool. I am the parasite. What you see as Katamir Frankum is simply a meat puppet. I've been piloting for the last 30 years. 30 years ago? But that's... Yes. The fire that killed my new host family. The fire I started. I simply could not have them holding me back. Unlike humans, the Zakral have no need for a family structure. You said every time you closed your eyes you could still hear their screams. And I was telling the truth. Ah, yes. 
hearing the screams of those pathetic meat puppets as their flesh burned off. I think what I enjoyed most was their cries of, Save us, Father, and my only response being laughter. I imagine they were quite confused at my sudden change in character in the end. Ah, the screams. What a delicious music it is to me. I do so enjoy the terror of your kind. It is like a sweet nectar I love to lap up. This can't be real. Such a thing can't exist in the world. I think the most enjoyable part was hearing Katamir screaming within his own body for me to stop, to save them. That was the start in a series of torments that would break him within the prison of his own mind. Of course, it's been many years since I've heard his chatter in here. All the more room for my own thoughts. <laughs> Monster. You're a hideous monster! Oh, please. I assure you, you creatures are disgusting to my kind as well. But you are necessary vessels. With Katamir, I chose a body that was upwardly mobile, but clearly lacking in constitution. The fitness test. The battle. It was... Oh, God! It was so you could choose a new host body! Very astute. You see, I grew weary of having to reset my life every 30 to 50 years when it was needed to jump to a new host. I've grown rather accustomed to this lavish life and power I've amassed as Katamir Frankum. So instead of give it all up, you wanted to make me the benefactor. Indeed, you are not as stupid as that fop, John Barker. But what do you intend to do about the police? John's blood is everywhere. No way you can cover that up. Oh, I've already addressed that. I've been planning this night for years. You see, I've been recording everything on my closed-circuit cameras since the two of you came in. So they will know. They'll see what you really are. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it. I cut the feed right after you killed John. Once I jump to you, Katamir's body will succumb to the cancer. Barely able to sustain his body as is. This weak human host would have fallen months back if I wasn't keeping it alive. And you think that they will let me, I mean, you, go after what I've done? Well, obviously I have some legal hiccups. But don't worry. Alex Newbody will have plenty of money for lawyers now that he owns Katamir Frankum's entire estate. But no more, dithering human. It's time for you to take your inheritance. All of your inheritance. Get, get away from me! Get that freaky thing away from me! Your body is mine, meat puppet. No! Oh, dear God, please, no! Gun! Frank him! Get the hell off of him! Wait, no, you don't understand. 
Unreal, man. Unreal. <coughs> shit! Oh, shit! It's over. Are you okay, man? What the hell was he trying to do to you? He was... Ugh, never mind. You wouldn't believe me even if I told you. What? It doesn't matter now. I thought I killed you. <laughs> Please. I've been hit harder by 300-pound linebackers. <laughs> Although, if I'm being honest, I'm pretty sure I have a concussion. We need to get you to a doctor. Just need to get this off the table first. What is that? The will? Yeah. Looks like I'm the new owner of Frankham Fabrics. Given everything that just happened, do you think that'll hold up? I have a feeling Katamir made certain everything would be legally binding. He had years to prepare for this night. Well, as far as the police are going to be concerned, we murdered him and forced the inheritance signature. <laughs> nah, I think that's covered as well. He had cameras recording everything. Well, almost everything. It'd be obvious you killed him saving my life. How do you know? He told me all of this. It's quite insidious how much he prepared. Huh. It almost sounds like you uh, admired that nut job. <laughs> what can I say? He was a very intelligent man. Well, he wasn't smart enough to cheat death. He wasn't smart enough to cheat death? Are you sure about that? Ugh. Look, I, I need to go to the hospital. Ah, yes! Let's go! After all, if you're dying, it's not like you can just choose a new body. And as Alex laughed, John had no idea that he was now talking to an abomination that was hidden just beneath the skin. Wow! Talk about the heebie-jeebies! But hey, on one hand, you have a body-stealing parasite in you. But on the other hand, you can be internally screaming within the prison of your own body while touring the Pacific Ocean in your sweet-ass yacht. That's the spirit. It's like having a tapeworm and getting to clean house at an all-you-can-eat buffet. Gotta look on that bright side. Can't let things like that leave you with a bad taste in your mouth. Yuppers. Now let's get to the real reason people tune in. We've promised him to you. We've teased. But now is the time to show you the video of the tiny hamster that plays smooth jazz on a super cute miniature piano. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is. That chubby-cheeked choochie, Hammy Davis Jr. Sorry, Mortimer. Don't you dare stop this, Morticia. Don't you dare. Looks like we are out of time. Dems the brakes. What the hell are you talking about? This was a shorter-than-average episode. It was only like a 15-page script. Yes, but the network needed extra time to play a new episode of the Kill Bob the Clown Super Fun Happy Hour. Episode 642, Billy and the Not-OSHA-Approved Lumber Mill. Oh, this is bullshit. Try to pass for some semblance of professionalism, Mortimer. We are dead on the air. Ah, fine. But next time, blast it. Next time we are playing the video of the smooth jazz playing hamster. Do you hear me? Spoiler alert. Something will always come up to block it. Just segue into the next episode, teaser. <laughs> oh, on our next newscast, do you ever feel like there is an impulse inside of you that teases and torments you to act on your darkest desires? See that girl you like? Slap her ass. That fatty food looks good? Gobble it down. Don't like that person? Cut their fucking head off! But don't worry, that voice in your head isn't your fault. It's a mysterious entity that pulls your strings like a puppet, and he's coming to Osadendum. He's vulgar, he's sick, and everyone has him gnawing at the back of their mind. He's the notorious Mr. Id. Next time on, on the Necrologist News, News Network. Network. And remember... 
Next time you feel a bad taste in your mouth, open wide and give it a real good look in the mirror. Because you might just see the insectoid eyes of this across staring back at you from the darkness of the internet. Talk about your deep throat, huh? Episode 104 of the Necrologist News Network, The Benefactor, is written and directed by Sean Parker. To find out what other esoteric endeavors this elusive essayist engages in, visit Sean Parker Storytelling on Facebook and Carax Valfaxis on YouTube. Helena Lee serves as producer and editor of Necrologist News Network. More information about her inexplicable entertainments can be found on Facebook and Twitter at Helena D. Lee and on Instagram at Madame Lady Hell. All sound effects and background themes in this episode are provided courtesy of a Creative Commons license. Theater and performance veteran John M. Johnson joins the newsroom this month as Kadimir Frankum. Spencer Tilly makes his return to the Necrologist News Network as Kadimir's chosen champ, Alex Newbody. And we also welcome Springfield, Missouri-based thespian and writer Nate Staley as that fop, John Barker. As always, the Necrologist News Network is hosted by Sean Parker as Mortimer Moribund, while Morticia Morrigan is performed by Helena Lee. More secrets about the town of Osidendum can be stumbled upon at NNN Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's Triple N Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget to report sightings of otherworldly evils. You can email us at necrologistnews at yahoo.com. The fifth episode of Necrologist News Network, The Notorious Mr. Id, will release Friday, May 17th. Until the malicious moment where we meet again, O Sedendum, good night and rotten dreams. <laughs>